Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Buenos tardes, mi amigo. Hola, my good friend. Cinco de mayo on Tuesday. And I hope we'd see each other again. You, you killed my brother last winter Shot him three times in the back In the night I still hear Mama weeping Mama still dresses in black Welcome, everybody, to another rousing rendition of the most interesting podcast on the planet. That's verified. Uh, many. Just ample and conclusive scientific proof that you're listening to... Oh, my God, I got a spider on my chest. Look at you, little fucker. Uh, the, the most interesting podcast in the world. Uh, it is Mikey Likes You. Hey, how's you doing? couple things I want to get to before we get right to the interview, and it's a darn good one. Even if you're not into MMA, I do think that you can get some stuff out of it. I'm talking to Ryan Bader, the light heavyweight and heavyweight, simultaneously two belts. The man's awesome. He is the Bellator light heavyweight and heavyweight champion, and he'll be fighting this Friday, August the 21st um, on Dazen and Paramount Network. Um. And I got a chance to talk to him, and it was awesome. He was great. Um, but a couple things, like I said, I wanted to address. First and foremost, thank you to everybody who gave me questions to last week's question and answer episode of Mikey Likes You. Unfortunately, I couldn't get to everyone, but I will try via social media. At Mikey Likes You 1, the number 1. And then also at Mike Catherwood. Um, is my main my main one my personal one it has a lot more followers, um, but as the popularity of the show grows, which I love, which I thank you for, um, my inbox gets bigger and bigger and bigger. I will try. I honestly, I will do everything I can to get to all your questions and answer them. Please, please believe me that if it takes sometimes weeks. It's not because I'm ignoring you. It's not because I'm big time. It's because I just have so many. And I am busy right now, thankfully. I know so many of you are not, you know, during the lockdown. But I'm lucky to be pretty busy. So, but I'll, I'm trying. So I just wanted to say that, uh, that I will get, if you do DM me or put a question in the comments, I will, I will get to it. 
<laughs> I don't know when, but I will, okay? Um, secondly, I am in the second week of the Maximus Body program, the 12-week program. It is a 12-week program in the Maximus Body by Bobby Maximus, who joined us on this show to um, a, a, a resoundingly positive response. I got a lot of great feedback from his episode. It is episode, I'm going to it right now, let's see here, um, Bobby Maximus, episode 20, about, uh, about three weeks ago, he joined me. He wrote a book called The Maximus Body, and in it, there is two programs. One is a six-month program, and the other one is a 12-week program. The 12-week program comes with a warning. It is super not easy. It's not a, a long amount of time. Therefore, you have to really commit to extreme amounts of training. Most people are not at a, at a point where they could pull this off. I feel like I am. I'm giving it a shot. It's really hard. Twice a day, double day, double training, twice a day, six days a week, um, in, cut into three blocks. It is 12 weeks long, and there are three blocks of four weeks each. That, that focus on different things. Uh, week one, or excuse me, block one is general fitness and general preparedness. Block two is strength and power. And then uh, block three is cardiovascular fitness and anaerobic and aerobic, you know, uh, a fitness. It is really hard, but I'm doing it and I'm doing it under the tutelage of Bobby Maximus himself. He has been so kind and so helpful, reaching out to me via, like, directly calling me, checking in, getting getting invested in, in how well I do this program, and it, that gives me a, an incredible amount of accountability, as well as coming on this show, I'll get it, and being open with you guys about me doing this and then exposing myself like that. He took, had me take before pictures, I'll put those up. He's actually joining me later on in the week. Um, and we're going to do every couple weeks, he's going to come on the podcast and we'll do a simulcast where I post it on my podcast, he'll post it on his, and I'm, he's, I'm kind of like his 12-week lab rat um, for this program. Um, please, I, I encourage you to follow along because you could either join in with me or if you don't feel like you're ready, you could just at least follow along by the book, The Maximus Body. There's a tremendous amount of information you can get out of it. Also, the six-month program, I think, is appropriate for everyone, advanced to beginners, because it really gives you time to focus on every single facet of fitness and to work those out. I'm exposing so many of my weaknesses um, just in this first two weeks, um, and uh, I'll talk about them more when I have Bobby on the show. So, 12-week program, I'm doing it, I'm committed to doing it, and I'm like, hey, what if I just didn't quit this time? What if I started something incredibly difficult and I just followed through? If I did it good, if I did it bad, doesn't matter. I'm finishing. And uh, so that that's that's what I'm doing. And um, I'll give you more in-depth updates as they come. I will also be posting a lot of stuff to social media with Bobby, without Bobby, um, to to show how I'm doing and 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 how I can um, how I'm progressing, or or maybe not. Um, so that's that. Let's get into it. He is, as I told you, 
the Bellator lightweight champion, excuse me, light heavyweight champion, <laughs> lightweight, Bellator light heavyweight champion. He's also the Bellator heavyweight champion at Ryan Bader on Instagram and Twitter. Here you go. I am joined by uh, unarguably one of the pound for pound greatest fighters on the planet. He is Bellator's light heavyweight champion. He is Bellator's heavyweight champion. I am, of course, talking about Ryan Darth Bader. How are you, man? I'm doing well. Just in the hotel. Uh, weight cuts going good. Looking forward to Friday. Um, is Connecticut? Is that out there at the? Yeah. Uh, now in Connecticut. You know, come out here. Got COVID tested. Had to be quarantined till those results came back. Um, basically all day Monday, and then uh, we're kind of free to move around our little bubble that we have. Um, see, uh, that's pretty cool. I mean, you gotta. Uh, it's got to be relieving for you. I mean, out of all Bellator fighters, a guy who probably not only was waiting to figure out what was going to happen with your fights, but also like, am I fighting light heavyweight? Am I fighting heavy? You didn't know really what was coming. It's got to be really comforting tonight, at least know what's going down, have a place, have some safety and have some stability. Yeah, for sure. You know, I had more variables than everybody else because, I mean, we were talking about fighting heavyweight for, you know, five weeks ago. Um, cause, uh, Nemkov couldn't get into the country, all that kind of stuff. And they kind of let me know, um, yeah, about four weeks ago, Hey, you're going to fight light heavyweight, um, going to be Nemkov. We can get him in and they flew him in just in time. Cause Russia, I guess, did another ban. They can't fly anymore. So I'm just very thankful that we're here right now. We passed our COVID tests and it's going to happen. Awesome. Yeah. I, I'm excited, man, because, um, I, I mean, I, I do believe you are, regardless of weight class, one of the one of the most talented and most um, complete MMA fighters on the planet. But you know, Vadim Nemkov, guy's no joke. I mean, the guy. Yeah. The, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a great fight. And I look, I wonder, like someone like you who has such a strong wrestling pedigree, and then is proven. You know, you have heavy hands. You've proven it over and over again. What What's the strategy and i don't expect you to give away too much but what's the strategy with a sambo fighter i mean is it do you have the same kind of willingness to like shoot for doubles to you know to get engage in the same way when you know that a guy kind of has that that unorthodox ability to to submit you know in in comparison to like the average wrestler submission grappler jujitsu fighter yeah i'm gonna feel it out kind of you know i don't think there's a, a set strategy for this fight um, you know, he's good everywhere. You saw with Phil Davis that he, you know, he defended, um, the takedowns in the first, first couple rounds for sure. Um, you know, and then he started getting tired, you know, so, um, it's one of those things where he's, he's going to be first couple rounds for sure. He's going to be strong and, and, uh, really good everywhere. And so I'm going to just have to kind of feel it out and see where it goes from there. Um, as the fight progresses on, I feel like there's definitely opportunities to take him down. Um, what, what do you think is for, you know, the aspiring MMA fighter? And like, I see the world as it is today. It's so much different than when you got your start and, you know, in the early two thousands, when you were finishing up at Arizona state and making that decision to go into MMA, it's a whole different world now. I mean, a lot of high school wrestlers that I talk to guys that I train with in jujitsu and stuff like their, their plan is already, it's not, I'm going to be a division one, a wrestler. It's I'm going to be an MMA fighter. What is the transition for a guy who doesn't necessarily, who wasn't gifted the way you were athletically to not only have the grappling ability, but to be able to crack off? I mean, you have really loose shoulders and you can crack. 
not every grappler can do that. In fact, most can't. Like, what's the? Yeah. What do you think? You know, is the is the the next kind of progression for someone who doesn't necessarily have those bombs in their fist? Yeah, I mean, it's just put in the work. There's really nothing else. You know, people always ask like, how do I get in the UFC? How do I get in both? Or how do I do this? You know, there's no magic pill. You got to put in that work. You know, when we, when we came out of, yeah, granted we were division one wrestling, all Americans, you know, and I still feel like, you know, specializing in something is, is very good. I wish I would have done jujitsu though, too. And, and striking, I didn't strike at all, you know, until I was out of college, you know, and it took a while to feel comfortable a long time you know, and I'm still working on it, you know, so it, but that's a, that's a key, you know, I'm working on, I'm working on it all the time. Um, you know, I would, I would say to concentrate on something like striking for a while, you know, and get your jujitsu in and everything else. But, you know, if there's a time where you can let something fall a little bit while bringing something else up, you know, that's how you kind of do it. You know, if you get bored with something, if you feel like something's lacking, spend a lot of time doing that, you know, kind of exclusively and get your other stuff in, you know, a little bit, but, you know, up that part of your game. And uh, the fight is this Friday, August 21st on Dazen and uh, Paramount Networks, 10 p.m. Eastern, Bader versus Nemkov going to be the headlining fight. Um, uh, it's It's got to be strange for you to go into this guy who, whenever anybody mentions Nemkov, almost, almost always the next thing they say, protege of the great mm-hmm. Fedor Emelianenko. It, is it comedic or is it almost like a bit um, agitating when you're a guy who knocked out Fedor Emelianenko in like 30 seconds? I don't really care. You know, a lot of the media ask me like, oh, you know, he's looking for revenge and all. How do you feel? And like the guy wants to go out there and win regardless. You, yeah. you don't need that motivation, you know, and he can't bring Fedor. They're not doing tag team. You know, you can't bring him in. Uh, and it's just one of those things where I, I don't care really, yeah. you know, it's not one of those things. He's going to look to come in. He wants to win a light heavyweight championship. That's motivation enough. You know, um, every one of my fights is, is, you know, the pressure's on. doesn't matter if it's a championship or you're coming off a loss, you know, it's the same fight. So the whole protege mentor thing, I really don't care whatsoever. Um, when you're fine, when you find out you're fighting light heavyweight or heavyweight, I, I would imagine you walk around like 245 somewhere in that ballpark. A little less. You know, I've been up to 243, but I'm usually around 235. Okay. So what's the what's the difference? Is it mostly nutritional? Because I would imagine training probably stays somewhat the same. How do you yeah. how do you not compromise your performance to, to, to optimize being 205 versus being 230? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of fortunate enough to be in that that – in between, you know, like I said, like a 235, um, 230. And so I actually found out, I mean, probably four weeks ago that I was fighting light heavyweight and it's really disciplined. There's the training doesn't change. It's uh discipline in my nutrition and which is good. You know, I feel great. Um, I really buckled down this, this whole month, um, since I've known and, and I got my weight down and eating very, very clean, very healthy. And I feel better for it too, you know, so I'm enjoying the whole process actually. I'm shitty, but I am a passionate martial artist, combat athlete. I'd love it. I train and I, and I I think it's fantastic, but I'm shitty, but I I still at least understand what it feels like, you know, to, to get in a ring and to get in on, get on the mats and go with people who are a high level. Yeah. And just talking to dudes that I train with that were division one wrestlers and like 
really good Division Two or, or even JC wrestlers, yep. they say whether they're Legacy, whether they're RFA, Bellator, UFC, they're like my fight camps. They still don't compare to like my sophomore year or my, you know, like the, the, the it's something about wrestling, college wrestling. Yeah. It seems to be like the most demanding crucible in all of sports. Would you, would you agree with that? Yeah, for sure. You know, we had a coach, uh, Tom Matisse, who came on first year when I was, it was my first year, you know, and uh, I was a red shirt and, you know, we had, uh, um, we had basically like hell week and, you know, preseason stuff where they ran us until we puked and I don't puke, you know, and, uh, <laughs> you know, when Kane Velasquez was on the team, you know, we were all throwing up and Kane never throws up either, you know? So, um, and that was in August, you know, and we went all the way till March, you know, five, five years of that. And, you know, we were the, not only the wrestling team, we were the track team, we were the swim team, you know, we did everything. And, and, uh, um, the track team, we'd be out there running the stadium stairs and piggyback in and throwing up everywhere. And they're looking at us like we're animals, you know? And, uh, um, so doing a whole season of that, uh, two month fight camps, really nothing. Um, I see you, uh, every once in a while you're sparring with like Nick Chastine. I see that. Yeah. And, um, uh, that's gotta be really not fun. Like that's a, that's, he's an elite Muay Thai fighter. Yeah. So, um, you know, I've known Nick for a while and we brought him in, uh, to do mitts and do some sparring for his speed, you know, and, and for, for Nemkov's kicks and to see that, you know, and, um, especially coming from heavyweight where they're kind of slower, they're, they're prodding and they, they hit hard, but they're not as quick. And so, um, brought him in to, to see that speed, to see those leg kicks, you know, and, and, uh, you know, got definitely seen that speed, you know, at the beginning to where I am now. Right. Um, really glad I brought him in and been working with him. Yeah. Like, I mean, really like an elite level Muay Thai yeah. fighter. And, um, I, I wonder, I, I've heard, uh, John Wayne Parr talk about like, um, sparring with with a high level MMA fighters, and he said that it gets frustrating because they just want to. He'll be toying them up, but they just want to blast yeah. a double. Do you ever get that feeling where you're like, "Fucker, I'm just gonna, I just want to take oh, you down." And, yeah, I good, do. good for you. Good for I was you. Like, I, I won't take you down too much or slam you, but uh, if you know if it starts getting too you know too crazy and we're just doing some stand up the whole time, I'm gonna put you on the fans. I'll make you tired a little bit. Good, good for you. Um, yeah, you are uh, very funny on on uh instagram at ryan bader by the way uh everyone should follow you i have a question about a a post you put up about i don't know three or four weeks ago somewhere in that ballpark did your wife really encounter that spider and where the fuck was that mars because that i I don't want to be on the planet with that spider yeah we're in arizona we get all kinds of creepy shit sometimes you know um and then uh you know the monsoons come and you know they'll come out of whatever hole hell hole they they came out of you know and so um i like to mess with her a little bit but they're you know it's all in fun and and uh yeah we have scorpions all all over find them in our house our kids have been stung i've been stung so you uh, you have two boys two boys and a girl nice how how hard is it to because i see you're out there you're hunting you're getting in the wilderness i saw you even like breaking cattle with your with your sons and stuff it's awesome and i i just i mean i'm really it's heartwarming to see that i i I just have a daughter but it's really hard at least for me as an outsider to try to really encourage traditional masculinity and wanting them to understand that and to like it and to be a part of it 
without falling into the trap of making them like meathead assholes. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you, do you, do you find yourself walking that line? Yeah, no, hundred percent. You know, I, I was, I grew up in Reno, Nevada, kind of in the mountains. Right. And, uh, uh, my dad owned a construction company and I, and I worked construction in the, in the summers and we were big outdoors into outdoors and all that. Um, you know, and with my, my sons, daughters, my children, you know, I don't push them into anything, you know, but if there's something that, that they like, I'll expose them to everything. And if they find something they like, you know, my, my sons like the outdoors, love to go fishing hunting and stuff like that. And, and love to ride horses and my girl does too, you know, and it's, it's one of those things where, um, they're, they're doing good in school. You know, we don't baby them and, you know, we, we talk to them like an adult and, you know, and we have a good dynamic. And, um, as long as they're respectful, as long as they're doing good in school, you know, we have a lot of fun, but I want to expose them to those, how I grew up in the outdoors and all that kind of stuff. Cause I feel nowadays people are just, kids are on their iPads and it's a babysitter and they, and yeah, I'm not saying they don't do that because they do, you know, especially now um, in, in Arizona, it's 114. You can't go outside too many, too much, no. you know, but yeah. So um, I do like to do that different stuff for sure. Take them to different places, have them experience different things. And is it um, difficult to try to maintain being the best dad that you can be and the, but also being as committed as you necessarily need to be? to be an elite MMA fighter. I mean, is it, do you find it hard to kind of walk that line? Not really. You know, um, I, you know, being an elite MMA fighter and having this be my job, it's, it's very freeing. I don't go and do my camps anywhere else. You know, I do them 20 minutes from the house, you know, I'm here all the time. Um, and I'm able to spend a lot more time with my kids than I would if I had a nine to five job, regular job, you know? So, um, that being said, it's a selfish sport too. And the last couple of weeks of camp, I definitely have a different demeanor, uh, different mentality. Um, you know, and, and that's where my wife kind of, you know, knows that picks up the slack and, and anything else. And, and, uh, uh, but we have fun. I keep, I try to keep MMA and my training in the gym and my family when I'm with them, it's about them. Right. And uh, it worked out. It's working out pretty well. Awesome. And, uh, I, I've seen so many guys and gals with unbelievable God-given talent. They make that rise. They make that, that, that initial ascent. And then something happens because the sport is so fucking demanding, more demanding than practically any other athletic endeavor. When you think about all yeah. the hours of splitting between grappling, wrestling, you know, jujitsu, wrestling, striking, all of that conditioning. And people just you know, they, they naturally, they, they plateau or they burn out. Yeah. How have you been able to take out legend after legend, ascend the ranks, go on these huge winning streaks in the UFC, transfer over into Bellator, become two, two time champ or two belt champion, and then really keep, just keep it on a, a steady linear upward ba- uh, motion. I'm sure you've come to those points where it's just like, you got nothing left. You got what, yeah. what's your secret to finding that extra juice? You know, um, mixing it up, being consistent, number one, as far as is always growing, you know, in my techniques and all that kind kind of stuff, physicality stuff, but mentally too, you know, um, I think when I switched over to Bellator, it was, it was a, a much needed, you know, different thing I needed to do. You know, I needed to have, be refreshed and, and, uh, that was it. It was different. Um, 
you know, we talked about different opportunities, like doing fighting at heavyweight, fighting in Japan, that kind of stuff. And for me, I'm the type of guy that I get bored easily. And, um, and a lot of variety and different stuff. It, it's good for me, you know? So that was kind of huge, but you know, overall, just my longevity, it's about being consistent. I never really take time off as far as like, yeah, I'll do lighter stuff and, and whatnot, but I'm not one that you won't see me for two months. And then I'm back in there trying to get ready and get in shape. That's where injuries happen. That's where a lot of stuff happens. So being consistent is probably my biggest thing. And, uh, my mentality, you know, I'm having fun doing this. I, I, you know, sometimes you think about, all right, what else could I do or do I do? And, and I have different business opportunities and stuff that I'm doing. Um, but I still love to compete. And the day that I don't love to do that, don't love to train, that's the day I'll be done. But I, I still love it. You were a, a very high level college or excuse me, high school football player. Um, you have two sons. I know it's a strange thing. I, I still to this day like think so fondly about my time playing high school football. It was so yep. and even Papa Warner. I loved football, American football. I, I, I took so much away from it that I applied to life. But at the same time, everyone has at least now acknowledged that it's really da- dangerous, even more so than maybe fighting. Yeah. You, you, your sons come to you and they're like, I just want to, I just want to be a linebacker. I just want to be a tailback. Do you have any hesitance or is it like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, I, I'm the same page as you as far as like, you know, you hear about this and all that. But um, at the same time, you can live in a bubble your whole life and yeah. be safe and you get hit by a car or, you know, you, you die of cancer, or, you know. Um, so I'm more on the, uh, the the thinking of, you know, if you want to do it, you know, within reason, do it. You know, my, my youngest son, he's five, he's a little tank, you know, he'd be a perfect football player, you know, and. I love playing football. Like you said, my fondest memories are playing football, you know, winning the state championship with all your friends. It's a a camaraderie thing, you know, and uh, man, I loved it. And, but yeah, people are seeing now, like you were saying, you know, in MMA, I mean, I haven't got hit in my last freaking four or five fights, you know, and and we train safe and all that football you're smashing every, you know, all the time. And I know they've taken measures and all that to to be a little safer, but yeah, if my kids want to play, I'm not going to hold them back. Awesome, man. Nemikov, Bader, this Friday, August 21st. It's going to be an amazing fight. It's a great card, too. And uh, the preliminary fights start at 7 p.m. Eastern on uh, Bellator, Bellator's YouTube channel. But then again, you can check it out on uh, Paramount Network or Dazzin at uh, 10 p.m. Eastern is the, the main card. Uh, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me, and I wish you nothing but the best of luck, man. I appreciate it, brother. Thanks for having me on. Thank you so much to the one and only Ryan Bader. Everyone check him out this Friday, August 21st. He is headlining the Bellator card uh, on Dazzin and on uh, and on the Paramount Network. You can also check out the undercard fights on Bellator's YouTube channel. And in this crazy mixed-up world that makes you think that nobody cares, remember, I do. Be good, people. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.